Hello, and welcome back to Dr. J's Peaceful Meditation. I'm Dr. J. Moreland. Today's talk is about Step 12 on the Path of the Spiritual Warrior, the Bodhisattva. Today's talk points out how we should patiently offer our virtues even to someone who exploits us or steals all our wealth. Today's meditation will be a peaceful abiding meditation. I would like to take a moment to thank our listeners from around the world. We are being heard in 65 countries and territories and 654 cities. Every week, I single out a different location to greet. Today, I would like to say hello to Denver, Colorado. Thanks for listening, Denver. You are the reason I will keep doing this podcast to the best of my ability. I sincerely thank you. Even to those who exploit or steal all of my wealth, I will patiently offer my virtues to all those rapacious beings. This is how my teacher, Kempo Choga Rinpoche, said it. When someone steals from us or from someone else, or exploits us or someone else, there is a natural tendency to want to retaliate. Certainly, That is how our legal system is constructed, and that is almost an automatic response to how we feel when someone wrongs us. In the old days, they used to say, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Well, if you live by the above motto and methods, pretty soon everyone will be blind and toothless. In some countries, they still practice chopping off the hand of a thief. Certainly, penal systems are designed to take vengeance and to create conditions that discourage those from doing the wrong thing. I want to be clear, by my opening statement, I am not trying to renegotiate our penal system. I am not saying we should even ignore wrongdoers. But I do think we should look clearly at those who steal and exploit others and truly analyze how we can help them stop such negative behaviors. Studies show that there are known risk factors that predispose someone to criminal behavior. Negative attitudes, negative values or beliefs, low self-esteem, drug and alcohol abuse, poverty, family violence, homelessness, lack of positive role models, unemployment, mental illness, and low literacy, to name a few. In other words, those who steal and exploit others are more likely to have had negative environments and backgrounds which encourage negative thinking patterns and behaviors. Shouldn't we really have compassion for someone who steals or commits crimes, if that is the case? Recidivism, meaning the tendency to commit crimes and go back to prison again, is a huge problem in our society. The programs that do the best at preventing recidivism use cognitive behavioral techniques to teach a person how their thinking patterns influence their feelings, which in turn influence their actions. And it is clear, as a society, the best way to help those individuals is to help create positive environments, which can teach them to eliminate their negative thinking and increase their positive thinking. That is why 
a true bodhisattva will offer their virtuous qualities to someone who tries to steal from or exploit them. Because true wisdom dictates that we should use the most effective means to deal with any situation. Once again, using our renunciation, compassion, faith, love, and wisdom, we can be that positive influence. So, when someone does something bad to us, we can retaliate and we may gain a temporary advantage and have a temporary sense of victory and superiority. But if we really want the person to change, we must be wise in how we respond. We must offer our virtuous qualities to that individual. If we are taking a truly enlightened view, the suffering of others, their negative thinking that caused their behavior, must be addressed with compassion and wisdom. And here is the quote of the day from Sir Thomas More. For if you suffer your people to be ill-educated and their manners to be corrupted from their infancy, and then you punish them for those crimes to which their first education disposed them, what else is to be concluded from this but that first you make thieves and then punish them? Meditation Today's meditation will be a peaceful abiding meditation. Now, once again, sit in the seven-point posture of Vairachana. Legs crossed, hands in the lap or on the knees, back, spine straight, shoulders spread like a vulture's wings, head and neck straight, chin slightly lowered, mouth with the tip of the tongue touching the palate, eyes gazing past the tip of the nose, and relax. Now sigh. That's it. Now your thoughts are a little bit like a glass of water clouded by dirt that has been mixed in, so stop agitating the water. Let the water stand and the dirt begins to settle out. Let your thoughts settle like this. Let your emotions settle like this. Sit in peace. Sit in awareness. Feel your breath. Feel your seat.
secure your surroundings. Smell your surroundings. See your surroundings. Now let go of those aspects of your surroundings and let them settle too, just like your thoughts. When you do this, it is normal to be distracted and have your mind follow a thought. Just bring it back gently each time. I want you to notice your present moment thinking. Recognize that at any moment your thinking is going on almost continuously without end. But the more you pay attention to this, the more a space will open up between one thought and the next. It's interesting when you notice a thought, it disappears just like a soap bubble popping. Another arises, but that too will pop if you just look at the thought. In the spaces in between, you will begin to sense more and more the peaceful abiding that is there naturally. Rest in that natural, aware mind. Rest in that peaceful and abiding mind.
Now I recommend that you say to yourself, through this practice, may all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. This completes today's teaching. Have an excellent day. Check out our Facebook page and give us a like. Rate the podcast and leave a comment of how we can make this better for you. Send us an email at peacefulmeditation at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. All suggestions are appreciated. The content of this podcast should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any medical or psychological questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast are only that of Dr. J. Moreland and do not represent that of my places of work. I would like to thank my co-author and editor, Tang Moreland, MBA, my Spanish editor, Dr. Diami Liriano, and music and audio director, John Moreland. You are amazing. I would also like to thank Community Health Centers Incorporated in Utah and to thebuddhapath.org. I'm Dr. Jay Moreland, and you've been listening to the podcast called Dr. Jay's Peaceful Meditation. Love and blessings to you all.